Welcome to a new episode of the SuperOffice podcast. It's about stories from the inside of the company and the outside of the company. And we want to make it fun and enjoyable for you if you like selling, if you like marketing, or if you like customer service. We're trying to give you a perspective on all sides of these uh, topics and on the show I interview selected people having different angles to the Super Office community. My name is Hans Christian Grunslet. I'm your host for the Super Office podcast, and I'm really happy that you're here listening in. This episode is about our app store. A couple of years ago, SuperOffice went to the cloud, offered everything as a software, as a service. And in order to get more customers signing up for the service, both old existing customers and new customers, we had to provide a big app store that enabled uh, different partners to create solutions that was not covered by the part uh, SuperOffice had to offer. Uh, the first company uh, in the App Store was a Dutch company called Infobridge. And uh, in this episode, I'm talking to uh, their CEO, Pierre van Mever. And uh, it's quite interesting to hear his uh, story from when he started out uh, listening to what customers really wanted and uh, how it has evolved uh, making his company uh, one of the biggest ones uh, on uh, the SuperOffice platform and uh, listening how he transformed his company in different periods, going from uh, the on-site solution to the cloud and uh, really bringing state-of-the-art technology to all the customers uh, across Europe. He has a lot of uh, tips as well for you if you want to um, produce um, apps for uh, different purposes. And he's talking about um, uh, where he gets his ideas from. And uh, he also shares a secret about uh, what could be coming up next uh, in the App Store from Infobridge. At the end, he also uh, gives a couple of tips on really how to succeed in that uh, area. So, uh, welcome to uh, my guest today. Um, yeah, hope you enjoy it. All right, everyone. Uh, today, I'm happy to have a new guest in uh, my studio. Uh, I've actually tried a couple of times, but we've had some... Uh, uh, timing uh, differences, we've had some uh, technical issues actually, and it seems it just had to wait to the perfect moment, and the perfect moment is today. Today is all about um, creating apps, um, creating uh, stuff that can help our customers get more out of SuperOffice, and uh, one friend of the SuperOffice family, I must say, is uh, from Holland. And uh, let me introduce you all to Pierre van Mever. 
Hello, Pierre. Are you there? Yes, uh, Hans. Well, thank you for having me in the show. And, uh, well, you did a wonderful job in uh, pronouncing my name, Pierre van Mever. Very good. Yeah, you know, I have to try and uh, really hard to get these names right because that's part of, you know, getting the report uh, nice and easy from the start. Isn't that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, before uh, before we start, let's just uh, uh, hear you give a short presentation about uh, Pierre. Who are you and uh, what is actually your journey uh, taking you from the start uh, and in today's uh, connection with Superoffice? Well, I'm, I'm glad uh, that you asked about it. Uh, and it has been quite a journey. Um, actually, yeah, you said already in the introduction, uh, Pierre van Ever, um, uh, part of the Superoffice uh, family. And when I go back uh, to the end of the, the 90s, um, I was part uh, actually directly of the Superoffice family. I was actually a Superoffice uh, employee for um, uh, Superoffice uh, Benelux. And in that time, because remember, um, Superoffice, great product, uh, is around for many, many uh, years um, and has enormously evolved over that time. But even back in the 90s, when Superoffice was being sold to customers to give the best CRM solution, the need for integrations or uh, having additional apps was already there. So having an app uh, ecosystem around SuperOffice is not something from uh, the last few years, but uh, again, this was already back in the 90s. And when I was working uh, for SuperOffice uh, Benelux, I was creating myself a lot of add-on products to SuperOffice to further enhance the functionality. Um, and these ranges, these, these applications ranged from integrations between ERP systems uh, or even little uh, add-on programs to simplify certain things in, uh, in SuperOffice. And it was funny because now um, we as an app partner and developers are really spoiled by all the functionalities and APIs, what is currently available to further enrich the SuperOffice product. But back in the days, and well, Hans, I'm almost sounding like an old guy here, but back in the days, we didn't have any technologies at all. The only thing what we had at that moment was called uh, DDA. Uh, that was a technique to communicate somehow to SuperOffice to make things happen, meaning externally switch to a different company uh, card. And the only way to access data was to go directly into the SuperOffice database to, um, well, realize an, uh, an integration. So back in the 90s, I, I was almost like a pioneer in um, arranging or realizing integrations on the SuperOffice platform. And I mainly did that in the beginning for SuperOffice Benelux and the customers in, uh, in Holland. But then the other uh, SuperOffice subsidiaries heard of the possibilities from, hey, we have already the great SuperOffice product, but with add-on uh, products, we can do even more and make more customers uh, happy. So what happened, uh, well, 
maybe then for only a few months I was working in uh, in Holland, and the rest of the year I was flying around through all the to all the subsidiaries to also realize uh, integrations there. So basically. Hans, I'm a, well, I'm a nerd. I started with uh, uh, developing add-on uh, products for SuperOffice, building integrations, making customers happy. Um, and I did that until 2003 because it was getting uh, very busy. Uh, KLM was very happy with me flying around uh, everywhere. Um, but when realizing integrations, uh, well... That is how it works. You give the customer one finger, but then they want the whole hand, meaning uh, um, the demand of additional apps or functionality was uh, growing. And of course, when uh, you have delivered a custom solution to a customer, then the customer also expect uh, support on it. So it couldn't be done just by one man. And that's why back in 2003, the idea came to start uh, InfoBridge. Well, that was uh, quite a long introduction, Hans, but uh, I hope this gives you a little bit of an overview of how it all started. Yeah, I mean, that's an amazing uh, story, Pierre. And uh, I was thinking I should make some notes here, but I got a comment from another listener the other day that they they heard me right in the podcast. So I, I'm just uh, you know, making notes in my head this okay. time. But uh, but that's uh, really awesome because you you say that you're actually going from there is a need out there and you're going from creating a custom integration that fits for one customer and then you actually get demand and uh, more customers want this and then you realize that you have to you know build an organization around uh, development maintenance and and cre actually creating standardized apps for many customers is very different from creating a custom app that fits one specific customer. Exactly. Uh, I guess, uh, tell me a little bit how that uh, formed uh, the organization of information. Yeah, well, um, that is the, uh, that was the whole point um, because doing all these individual integrations uh, for customers, these very uh, specific needs, is very time-consuming uh, to realize. Mentioning is, uh, as I see it, you go from a custom-oriented uh, creation of uh, a need for one customer, going over to um, yeah. demanding many customers, and then uh, how is that journey to to produce software and apps that uh, can fit into many customers rather than just one? Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Okay, Hans, that is a. Uh, that is a very good question. Um, while doing all these custom integrations for these individual customers, meaning an individual build for a customer, um, I realized at a certain point from, wow, this is a situation that you cannot really maintain because all the solutions are almost a lookalike, but they differ on certain areas. And that means maintainability of a custom solution um, is, of course, very important because if you have a very specific customer solution, it means you need time to rewrite the solution when, for example, SuperOffice releases a new version. And so what I noticed at a certain point that some of these integrations were 
holding back the business process for SuperOffice in upgrading the SuperOffice environment because the custom solution was not changed yet. So during um, the, the transition phase when uh, InfoBridge was started, I realized a couple of things. Uh, let's say eye-openers from, okay, we need to work out a scheme that we can help customers um, create these additional uh, functionality for them, but it should not be a hurdle. Our modules should not be a hurdle if a customer wants to upgrade to a newer version of SuperOffice. So based on, for example, the integrations we have built, um, I have analyzed all the integrations out there. I looked for all the similar parts in it, and we could come up then with a solution from, hey, like a uh, one fit for all solution, meaning the customer is using the same product, the same integration uh, solution, but hey, now there is a configuration client around it where they can set their specific needs. And this meant this was very important because um, having, let's say, a standard solution for, for the integration means you could scale the application much larger to a larger customer base, but it will not harm any update processes of, of SuperOffice. But maybe interesting to tell you, Hans, because remember, back in 2003, SuperOffice was only on the Windows platform. But, well, uh, back in 2015, SuperOffice Online um, uh, was released. And that was also, of course, quite a big change for InfoBridge, as you can uh, imagine. Yeah, sure, I can imagine, because, you know, there are different uh, air time periods. Uh, like, this is the first uh, challenge that you met uh, as a developer, going from customized to standardized software and you said it you have to one fit for all and configuration and stuff and and you know SuperOffice came out with one major release every five years or so and then smaller releases but going from on-site to offering cloud solutions and SuperOffice going from uh, every two to three uh, year release cycles to three weeks release cycle of course that's a total change so how did that transform or what was the thoughts that you had when you as an as an app developer went to cloud and went to this major re release cycle improvement <laughs> well uh, another good question uh, yeah that was that was quite a change um, for us because normally we since we are working so closely together um, we were well informed by SuperOffice when a new release, uh, sorry, when a new release was being done. And uh, we as InfoBridge, of course, um, could prepare that, eh? working already uh, a little bit um, um, uh, in front of the schedule to make sure that we have adopted uh, uh, our modules in time. But now with this continuous release cycle, yes, it definitely meant something um, uh, for our development department to change also, uh, well, our working behavior. But I want to, before I go into that part, um, I, I want to tell a little story about the uh, switch from on-premise to online. Because that was, 
there was there was really an, an interesting part because remember so in 2003 infobridge uh, started yeah, one of the first products where we are known uh, where we are most known for is the calendar synchronization uh, solution and besides the calendar synchronization solution we also developed a lot of other on-premise apps um, and going from on-premise apps to cloud that was like a game changer um, for us and not only on the technical side um, but also we had to rethink uh, a lot of things also business-wise and and to give you a, a, a nice example is normally when you had a product huh, like the synchronizer you would sell it to a customer and by the end of the month you would you would get the full pot of money of course but in a cloud world uh, well it is more like a, a pay-per-use uh, model or a pay-per-user model so that was that was that was real a a a game changer for us and for example my dream for the synchronizer was always to come up with a solution and then we're back actually with the, the first part we talked about of um, one solution fits all um, to have a synchronization one synchronization solution in the cloud which can connect to multiple calendar systems because remember in the on-premise world um, and we still have the on-premise products out there because certain SuperOffice customers are still working with SuperOffice on-prem. Every customer needs to install locally a product on their server. And that means if the customer has Exchange 2003, they need a version for 2003. Uh, does the customer has um, Exchange uh, 2008, for example, you need a special version for Exchange 2008. If the customer is using Google, you need a special version for Google. And as you might can, as you can imagine, uh, having all these individual products to maintain and follow the release cycle and structure of SuperOffice, that is a lot of work. That puts also a lot of stress on uh, the company uh, itself. So I envisioned already many years ago before even um, SuperOffice started with SuperOffice Online to have one nice big synchronizer which the core is one product and it just has connectors to all these different uh, calendar systems. So, but at that point, um, well, the technology was not so far yet to achieve uh, these things. But then when uh, around 2015, SuperOffice came from, hey, we are moving to SuperOffice uh, online. Uh, Infobridge, can you help us with the synchronizer to make uh, the first cloud product in the App Store? Well, that was our plan to realize actually a dream to have one synchronizer. And that was very cool because um, uh, what we could do is now... Uh, we took the product, we rewrote the product all the way from scratch. So the heart of the desynchronization product runs fully on, a, on, a, on the Microsoft Azure platform. And now we only have connectors to these different calendar systems. 
And the nice thing, what we have achieved now is a one-fits-all solution. Because if we need to work something or SuperOffice changes something in the SuperOffice core, we only need to change the core product of the synchronizer in Azure. And we don't need to deploy any local versions to on-premise customers, for example, what we had uh, in the past. So by having cloud products, we can now really quickly follow also the release cycle um, uh, uh, from SuperOffice Norway as well. While dealing with on-premise products, well, that is not possible to always quickly follow the release cycle because remember, with an on-premise product, it means, okay, we need to do something in the code. We need to build a new installer. Someone needs to go to the customer and needs to install the new product. With the cloud product, we just change it in the cloud and that's it. Uh, as soon as we publish it, um, uh, uh, the customers are benefiting already from the new functionality. Yeah, so I'm sorry if I'm blabbing away, but, but I have enough to tell. But so please interrupt me if it is yeah. too much info. No, no, no. I think this is uh, nice. You mentioned uh, a keyword in the beginning here, Pierre, and that you consider yourself as a nerd. I can just approve. Of course, you are a nerd, but you have you're a nerd with style. That's a, that's a good thing about it. I'll come back more to that. <laughs> but but you know, I think you're pointing this. Uh, this is a journey, and I think uh, going from on premise to cloud for super office, of course, it challenges the whole uh, business model. We also go from selling licenses to uh, having people subscribing in the SaaS software as a service. A lot of companies around there, and not only software companies, but Everything is going in a direction where you have to create services of your products and, uh, and normal services. And, and that puts, um, it's a challenge, but I think challenge is what uh, develops customers. And, and having you as an App Store partner uh, and super office development, um, developing our core, it puts some pressure on the interfaces. And, and you mentioned also another word, APIs. Uh, which actually enables that you as a partner can talk to SuperOffice core uh, as a solution and make these the nice, um, nice uh, apps that is live and uh, uh, always up in a reliable way. Yeah, uh, and, and that is correct. And, and maybe uh, it is good that you mention um, the API because what I said, when I started out what, what is an before we go what is an api yeah an, an api is an application programming uh, interface and it helps actually partners or actually it helps developers to realize integrations in an easy understandable way where a lot of thing uh, a lot of things are taken out of your hand um, so it makes developing of integrations or solutions towards SuperOffice very easy. But most important of all, um, it ensures also that the business logic of SuperOffice is always in place and is maintained in a correct way. So let me give you a, um, a short example. 
what I mentioned in the beginning, when I was writing uh, these add-on and integrations towards SuperOffice, um, there was no API available. Again, there was only uh, DDE, but that was only to, well, influence a little bit the SuperOffice user, Windows user interface, meaning you could switch to a different company card. Actually, DDE faked a little bit uh, mouse clicks, uh, to, to keep it simple. But to realize an integration, the only way, because there was no API available, the only way to, let's say, make an integration between an ERP system and SuperOffice was doing insert statements directly in the SuperOffice database. But uh, this means um, when you do something directly in the SuperOffice database, of course, you bypass all the logic of SuperOffice because to them, um, uh, and I don't want to make it too technical, but let's say in, in SuperOffice, normally you could not, uh, w when you enter a new uh, contact person in the, in the SuperOffice uh, user interface, at least uh, uh, some information is needed. For example, the first name or the last name field. That is a, that is a required field. And if you are not filling that information in, uh, you cannot press the save button in SuperOffice and the field will uh, uh, be underlined red in SuperOffice um, showing from, hey, you missed some information. And that is something what the user interface or the business logic on SuperOffice forces you. When doing a direct integration um, into the database, for example, you do not have the limitations. You can do um, uh, whatever you want. But that is, of course, very, very dangerous to do because when you make a mistake as a developer, well, you can mess up uh, the SuperOffice database. For example, um, I remember um, this was an integration to an ERP system where I would take depth or information from an external system and I would update the SuperOffice database. Purely by accident, I overwrote the original company card in SuperOffice resulting in the fact that customers could not log in into the SuperOffice database anymore because I have written over the, well, the licensed company card. That is the danger if you do something uh, directly. But, well, hey, in these days, I had to pioneer a little bit. And now when you come to the application, um, uh, to the API of SuperOffice, that is automatically being taken care of. So... When using the API, you don't need to worry about, uh, about the 100 plus tables in SuperOffice uh, when inserting a record, uh, for example. Um, it ensures you that when you build an integration, that the information ending up in SuperOffice is always formatted right, that all the fields are filled in. Um, and so with one call, an, an API call, you can retrieve a company card with the address information and with, with, the, with the phone numbers. This is very easy to do with an API. While if you would do that over SQL, man, you need multiple queries to, to get all the information. So the API. Yeah. And, that, and that's the beauty of going to the cloud and using the APIs and creating apps because we also have put in place a large organization here to support app developers and guide them in the right direction 
and really make sure that uh, stuff like you just mentioned is all possible sort of for security reasons, because that's, of course, vital that uh, this works 100 um, percent for app developers and the customers and for super office. Exactly, uh, Hans. And also, um, um, uh, and that is nice because as a partner, you really work together with the developers of SuperOffice and we have a very lively DevNet community because sometimes as a developer, well, you, you have questions from, oh, uh, okay, uh, how the heck should I do this or how, uh, how should I do that? Well, you can post it on DevNet and then maybe the, 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 uh, one of the other partners are, are giving you tips or even uh, the developers of, of SuperOffice are helping you out. So, um, yeah, it, it ensures you uh, that you cannot really well mess up SuperOffice. Uh, there are uh, and talking about DevNet, uh, and maybe I'm uh, moving a little bit away from the topic. But even on DevNet, you as a developer, you can find a lot of information, uh, table structures, API samples. Um, that is a very good place to to start development and, and creating the most beautiful apps uh, on on SuperOffice. Yeah, that's right. There is an extensive uh, uh, library of sample code and uh, ways to do it. And as you mentioned, you can go in as a developer to ask questions where other developers can, can answer and share their experiences. So you mentioned, Pierre, that you were the first actually app on our app store. And that's uh, pretty cool. Today we have, I think it's uh, more than 100 apps uh, in there, so from very different vendors. And Infrabridge, you also have more than only the synchronizer. You have a couple of other things. Can you tell us, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious about when you create new apps, uh, what drives you uh, to specific, uh, where do you get your inspiration from, and how is the process that you actually uh, prototype uh, or ideate, prototype, uh, discuss, get feedback, and then in the end, launch a new app? Yeah. Well, uh, nice question um, uh, as well. Indeed. In the App Store, we have um, several products uh, available. Um, and the ideas um, behind these uh, products are actually inspired by customers and by uh, the super office colleagues eh? and uh, as i i see my uh, I, I feel still that i'm part of the super office family so i still also see them as super office colleagues i get a lot of feedback and um so meaning when i visit these uh, super office events or when i visit uh, customers i hear a lot um, and what also a, a big inspiration is uh, for me to come up with new app solutions um, is me, because I'm also a SuperOffice user. We, uh, well, since, since back in the end of the 90s, I've been using SuperOffice. We still are using SuperOffice here to manage uh, my daily uh, CRM tasks. And then I run sometimes into issues from, hey, hmm, isn't this maybe something where we could do something cool with to even um, uh, work faster in, in certain areas, uh, for example? And to, and to give you a nice example, Hans, it's a very small example. But as you all know, uh, I love to store my documentation and communication 
directly in SuperOffice because then not only uh, myself, but also my colleagues can open up a document, uh, what I have sent to a customer. But what I noticed, well, when working with SuperOffice, well, sometimes when you have a lot of communication going back and forth with a customer, you have multiple documents, then finding the right document, uh, well, can be sometimes a little bit cumbersome because you, you see the document line, you double click it, Word opens, oh no, this is not the right document. You close it and open up the following document. And then I thought, hey, we have this very cool mini card on the right top hand corner in SuperOffice. Why can't we show a preview of the document directly in the mini card? Um, and then I start daydreaming from, oh, yeah, that would be really cool uh, if we could do that. And then mostly what I do um, before we really start with the, uh, with the full development of a product, since I'm visiting a lot of uh, subsidiaries, uh, and now I'm going to tell a little uh, secret on this uh, podcast, I always close <laughs> my uh, presentation with one more thing where I show a future-like product. But let me, between you and me, Hans, sometimes this product looks real, but I'm also a nerd and a magician with video uh, creation. So it looks like that the app is already there, uh, but it is actually a video you're looking at. And then I test out in the field the reactions um, of the people attending my presentations. And based on the feedback there, then I go here to the guys of development because nowadays, well, trust me, uh, I'm not allowed to develop uh, anymore. Now I have very smart guys around me who can make all the, the, the greatest and, uh, and latest. But then I present the idea to the guys from, okay, guys, we want to develop this and, and what is the best uh, way we could do that. And then we start brainstorming and we have paper on the wall and we make drawings. And then, of course, uh, you get questions. Okay, oh, we need to think about uh, uh, the speed when viewing a document. Uh, we need to think about GDPR because the document should be staying at the customer's um, uh, side. Um, so that, that, is a, that is a very cool uh, process. But I test these, and that is a good word, like an MVP, Sometimes we create a uh, MVP and sometimes, and meaning it is a real working um, uh, product and sometimes it's only a video. But again, I'm a master with uh, video creations. No one uh, uh, will, see the, uh, will see the difference. Yeah, I guess that's a, that's a true custom app when you've created an app with a video. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that that's really interesting. And, uh, and just for the listeners, MVP, minimum viable viable product. I mean, what is the minimum that you can develop and, and ship uh, in order to get uh, the use case solved, sort of? And then you can get feedback and you can work on it uh, to, to improve it in the second iteration or, or version. Uh, Hans. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And, uh, yeah. No, I just want to make sure that, you know, you said you had a couple of secrets, then you shared that with us. I, I will promise you this secret will stay only with you <laughs> and me, uh, of course, and with the listeners of this podcast. But it, I can't guarantee that nobody will hear it because the, the number of listeners is growing. Every time. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, uh, MVP, a good, um, a good example of an MVP is DataBridge. 
uh, one of the products uh, InfoBridge also has is DataBridge, the, the complete data integration platform between um, SuperOffice and external systems. When DataBridge was launched, only one entity or actually two entities were supported. That was the company card and the contact person card, meaning you could integrate directly from an external system to the company card in SuperOffice, or you could fetch data from SuperOffice to an external system. That was, the, that was actually the MVP version of it. Now? Yeah, so, so a practical example, if you had an ERP system with a company yeah. card, then you could connect that to SuperOffice company card, and you could sort of interchange those yeah, two. Uh, absolutely. But then yeah. in a way, in a way, without coding. Uh, again, back yes. to the, the, the original thought from, okay, have a solution um, what fits all and is easy to maintain and will not harm the upgradability of, of SuperOffice. Um, but that, uh, what I said, we started with the MVP only supporting the company and the contact person card. And that was a huge hit. And uh, customers and consultants, uh, uh, they loved it. And nowadays, all the entities are supported. So no matter if you want to do uh, get information from quote, quote lines, stakeholders, sales, projects, interests, whatever entity is uh, uh, available in SuperOffice, you can now integrate to. Uh, but that has been grown over, well, a longer period of time that you, uh, that you add things to an MVP uh, product. So that, that is a good example uh, of that. Okay, great. So you have quite a great collection of apps. And then I like this concept you had, one more thing. I mean, you're a true salesman uh, as well. Now, what is the one more thing that you want to share with uh, our podcast listeners, uh, Pierre? Do you have something, you know, you're, you're now showing to, uh, to your uh, sales guys or, uh, or customers? Uh that you want to share with uh, us? Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, uh, absolutely. Well, um, you see, we have uh, many ideas. Um, and, and I got even a, almost like a drawer full of it. Uh, but um, so many ideas, but so little time. Uh, but one of the uh, things which is uh, pretty high uh, on the list is coming up with a great solution that you can archive emails directly from mobile phones. And why is that important? Well, uh, Hans, I don't need to tell you, we live in a very mobile world. And you want to keep track on the communication you have with your customer. And when you are sitting behind your desk and you are using, uh, for example, Outlook, yes, you have the beautiful Outlook mailing, meaning, oh, I'm going to send this email to the customer. You press the button and the email is archived in SuperOffice. And so the company card in SuperOffice is updated with the latest information. But again, we live in a mobile world. And now uh, when you're using your phone and you send a very important email to the customer, there is no way to archive it. Well, the only way what you can do is later, and if you don't forget it, later when you go back to the office, you go to the send items folder, uh, and then you go to the send items folder, and then you need to uh, still archive it manually in SuperOffice. So now the idea is, why not come up with a solution to archive 
this outgoing email, but even incoming email directly from your mobile phone. So there is no hassle in doing that afterwards. That will save you, that will save you a lot of time. And when I talk about mobile phones, I talk about all mobile phones, not only Android, but also iPhone. And yes, I'm also a Mac user. So this will be also a solution for Mac users. Uh, for example, not using the Outlook mail link or the mail link. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a, a cool reasoning behind an idea. And it really shows uh, the value of uh, having a use case, thinking about what is the actual problem and uh, run this uh, trailer, uh, the movie trailer that I can see what the problem is and how I can solve it. And I think that's a very good uh, lesson uh, that we all uh, think more about. So uh, thanks for sharing that, yeah. uh, Pierre. Uh, we're running uh, uh, later, uh, or we're, we need to wrap up. I have a couple of questions in the end here, because we mentioned that you like to uh, have movies, you like to do things uh, in your specific way. I noticed that when, when I'm in a, uh, the last two profits day in, in Oslo, or our expander world, uh, which is for all the developers, where they come into Oslo from all over Europe, uh, and when we see something from you, it is always, uh, you know, sound, it's uh, beautiful movies, it's uh, great um, uh, creations, and it seems to be inspired from outer, sp outer space or something. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. What is TK421, for instance? Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, very good. <laughs> well, that is our uh, stormtrooper uh, we have here. I'm actually, uh, I'm a real nerd. And when you look at our office, um, well, we got two full-size uh, movie props uh, here. One is a uh, from Star Wars. That is a real uh, stormtrooper. Uh, and the other one is a Battlestar. Uh, it is a silent centurion from Battlestar Galactica. And both, uh, and not many people know this, but... Um, both these outfits are custom made for me. So even the one from Battlestar Galactica, um, I found a company who built these things uh, in the 70s. And then, uh, well, I had to give all my measurements and, and things like that. So uh, those are custom made uh, costumes because when I was little, man, I loved sci-fi. And I always said to myself, well, once I grow up, I need a robot like the Silent Centurion. Um, and then, well, uh, then, of course, Star Wars. I became a big fan of Star Wars. So, well, then when you grow up, you can finally buy all the toys you want. So um, that's why uh, we have uh, two robots uh, uh, at, our, uh, at our office. And, uh, and trust me, the, the nerdiness goes even further. Uh, my whole uh, house is automated. Everything is voice controlled. Um, if you would uh, talk to my wife, Marloes, uh, she hates it because we have no buttons anymore in the house. Everything is voice controlled. And, well, um, everything works when I use it and she has sometimes troubles. So, <laughs> Well, that, that's maybe because on that area, you're still on the, the custom size. You need maybe to do the one too many. So, And maybe this is a future app uh, area. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, great. Well, uh, to, to top it off now then, uh, if, if uh, we have some app developers out there and they're thinking about creating an app for SuperOffice uh, customers in many countries, what would be your 
top one, two, or three advice for them, Pierre? Okay. Um, my advice uh, would be uh, first sit down and think ahead. Plan, 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 plan. Um, because we made... Uh, uh, we, we made some errors in the past and we have learned. Um, first, investigate. Um, because having an app is one. Uh, that, is, uh, that is only one point. But the thing is, what you really need to think about is also how are you going to maintain the app? Because remember, once the app is launched, you need to have a uh, maintenance plan in place to keep the app and running because you're taking on a big responsibility uh, for the online community. Um, that, that is one thing. Think about the platform uh, you're going to use. Yes, you can maybe think, okay, I'm going to host everything, uh, this custom, or I'm going to host this app on my own server. But think about all the moving parts around it. Security, GDPR, uh, scalability. What if uh, maybe your app has only 10 customers in the beginning, but think ahead of what will happen when 1,000 customers are using uh, my app. Uh, you don't want to buy servers constantly to, um, uh, well, expand uh, the power. Therefore, for example, we have chosen Azure, eh, which has uh, this electric, uh, elastic uh, computing that we can scale up uh, when needed. And the last thing is, give it time. Give it time. When we launched the synchronizer for SuperOffice Online, we worked on that product for two years. When I launched it, I published it. It was online. Nothing happened. And after a month, one user had signed up. Wow. But just be patient. Uh, in general, uh, to see if a cloud app uh, is successful, you need to give it at least 24 months. And trust me, it will pay, uh, it will pay up. And last tip, because I think that is the most important thing, um, make sure that you have good customer support. Very, very important. Yeah, those are, those were my tips, uh, Hans. <laughs> well, that was uh, like, I came to eight, uh, eight oh, tips Oh, there. sorry. <laughs> Yeah, but that's fine. Uh, it's, a, it's a nice uh, role and it uh, tells me, you know, you have long experience with this, but of course some of the, the app stores are maybe startups or, uh, or uh, you know, they're starting now, uh, born in the cloud. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but I think this is uh, uh, good to think about. And of course they should uh, uh, join the SuperOffice community and there are more information in there. Uh, and of course SuperOffice can also help and assist I'll put some, some more on that on the show notes as well. Well, Pierre, you have some something else you want to add as a wrap-up, or is that no, it? No, that, uh, that's it. Sorry that uh, this podcast uh, took so long already. <laughs> you know, this is great. So um, uh, I just want to thank you, Pierre, for being on the show. Uh, and I'm sure that I'll invite you back to the show on a different topic on a later stage. So uh, thank you very much, and I just wish you a great weekend. Okay, thank you, Hans. Uh, it was great being in your uh, uh, being on your show, and wishing you a great weekend uh, as well. All right. See okay. You then. Bye bye. That's it, folks. That's what we had on today's episode of the Super Office Podcast. 
I really hope you enjoyed it and um, if you did uh, it would be great if you could um, share it to a colleague or a friend uh, you can hear this podcast on any favorite podcast uh, system out there and if you go in and rate us on the Apple Podcaster it would be great as well if you have any ideas or suggestions for a new topic or a new guest I should invite send an email to me at hc at superoffice.com. My name is Hans Christian Grosleth. I'm your host for the Super Office Podcast. See you next time.